like he really healed me like in his presence like it had to come to light like I brought everything before him and he was able to heal it because there was years and years of just living in the world and it'll leave you so broken. Hey everybody and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host Michaela Nikolenko and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side of the spirit world and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anyone that you feel might be encouraged by it too. Quick disclaimer, what we can agree on here is that we love Jesus and he is our Lord and Savior. I don't filter what my guests say, so there will most likely be something along the way that you don't agree with, and that's okay. I highly recommend spending time researching and praying about anything that gets said that might trouble you. With all that said, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. What's up, everybody? Today we're talking to Sierra Tarantino, co-host of the Overflow podcast, about her journey through the world, the emptiness she found there, and how she eventually came home to Christ. Despite growing up in a Christian home, Sierra didn't quite understand the love and truth of Jesus, and it led her to filling the void with boys, parties, drugs, and eventually the all-too-trendy New Age spirituality. God gradually gave her the eyes to see the darkness in those things, And she accepted Jesus to be her Lord and Savior one day in the middle of her shift at her college juice bar. This was such a fun girl talk conversation between two sisters in Christ who have been to the dark side of spirituality and back. Join us as we talk about our experiences in the new age, how God gave us the eyes to see, and our insights now looking back. Without further ado, let's get on to the show. Okay. Good afternoon, Sierra. Thank you for being on Raised and Redeemed today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So I don't know why I felt inclined to share this, but I heard somebody say one time that people come to the Lord in one of three ways. So the first way is growing up, having known him. The second way is a burning bush moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third way is hitting a rock bottom where you're so desperate that you finally cry out to God. And uh, I think some of the best stories contain elements of all three. And Mm -hmm. it's like, just based on what you've told me, that your story does contain elements of all three. So I'm excited to hear your story today. Just a little bit of what you told me for the listeners to know is um, that you grew up in the church. Um, but ended up wandering as a teenager because you didn't yet understand God or the Holy Spirit or Jesus, Um, just that natural progression. Um, And then you fell into worldly slash new age sins of witchcraft, tarot, parties, psychedelics. You were even haunted by demons. But then one day God encountered you at work and everything changed. 
So I'm excited to just hear your story today. Yeah. Wow. It's been a crazy life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Would you mind just, you know, going back to the beginning, sort of painting that picture of, of childhood, your family life, what your relationship with God started like? Yeah. So I grew up in the church, like, both my parents were Christians. I went to a Christian private school. I, you know, went to church every Sunday in Sunday school. Like I was raised in the word of God. Like I knew, like we had to like, uh, remember scriptures at our school. Like we had to, it was just like in the program of our like curriculum at our school. Like I was just so like involved in that way. Um, but just like as I got older and just being like a teenager, like just things, you know, I just, it was almost like Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God. It just like was cardinal. Like I didn't see it the way like I see it now. And it was just, it didn't really mean like, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit meant and I didn't know like what Jesus was. And I just, kept hearing like Jesus died on the cross for you like Jesus died on the cross for you and I was like okay like what does that mean I don't know it was just such a hard concept to grasp um and so yeah I grew up you know going to the church and you know I knew that like God was good in a way um like I knew that he represented like good and truth and like that there was Satan like I always knew that there was like a heaven and a hell Um, even when I was like, um, like rebelling, I subconsciously or maybe consciously knew that like, there is a God and there is like, you know, I did. I feel like I, even though I see what the world was like still. Yes. And I just feel like, um, like just having that like teenage, like not, I would say rebellion because I was very rebellious. So, um, it was just like that teenage rebellion, against like my parents and like my mom and my dad were really strict. Like, you know, I feel like all my other friends had like really cool parents mm-hmm. and then my parents were like, you can't watch, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. You can't <laughs> so I was like, so like, I just want to see what's out there. Like, you know, because it was like restricted for me. Um, and so, you know, maybe it was like a form of like, legalism I'm not I don't know I'm not sure but I just want to explain the why to you because I wonder that like it's something I'm afraid about with my parent or with my children one day because I'm gonna want to keep them protected like your parents did but I'm also going to try to explain to them like why we don't do these things so that they're not just some like arbitrary arbitrary rule you know actually is for a reason to keep them protected did you have any sort of explanations like that Um, so growing up, I like my parents didn't explain the why to me. So it was very like, you know, here are the rules, like there really wasn't a relationship, like how they explained it to me. Um, I was kind of like, okay, you don't do this, this, this. And I'd be like, why? And like, even just like, uh, God's like the word of God, I was like, why can't we, you know, do this or that growing up? Um, and so I guess just like being, you know, 
born again and a Christian and just, you know, having that relationship with God and, and, and my parents too. It's like in a different way that it's like, I don't want to like disobey because I already know what it's like to to go against them. So it's like, I kind of had to like explore that for some reason. Um, It would have saved me for yourself. That's okay. Yeah. It would have saved me a lot of, you know, trouble just to obey. But sometimes we're stubborn. Sometimes, like, we're stubborn. But just to go back to what you're saying, like, I don't know what I would tell my kids. (laughs) I feel like I'm still learning and figuring that out. Right. But because you have gone to the dark side and back, you understand more of the why, like, on a spiritual basis. And so I feel like sometimes... I feel like sometimes our parents fail us, not even because like they they don't mean to just sometimes they don't even know why, but like maybe they're better at following the rules and just practicing faith than, than some of us are. So I feel like us like super curious, rebellious types, like we have to like almost get burned and like learn the hard way. Yeah. And and then we have the why though. So now we know the why, but we're more so able to explain it then you know when we do have children one day right right it's so true so good so so that's where you were so so you you were curious now like you're curious rebellious so what were the next stages of that in your life um I think it happened at just like a gradual like pace we were talking uh before and it was kind of like we were almost I was like programmed, like just by the ways of the world, Um, just like seeds were being planted. And, you know, I didn't have the Lord in my life. So it was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm curious to see like, and I feel like I also had like Instagram when I was like in sixth grade. So I just feel like that I had a lot of freedom on the internet. And I just feel like you can, especially at like that age, you're just so curious and you know, you just want to see more of like what the world is like, especially since I was like sheltered all my life. I was like, so curious to just see that. So I think just slowly over time and just, and it was the people around me too. Like the kids that I grew up with were all like, we were all experiencing the same thing. Like, you know, we were sheltered and we kind of wanted to see like, you know, what the world had to offer. So it was just kind of like collectively, all of my friends, we were going down this like path of like, you know, sex is okay, like outside of marriage, like that was what I was being programmed, you know? Yeah. Um, you and- mentioned like, even like going as far as like, you were smoking weed with the kids that you're going to these like, I don't know, your church events with. This- yeah, the kids of the youth group, like we were all like, living this double life basically because we would just go to youth group and then we would like um, hang out and sneak out of our houses and go smoke weed like together it was just like crazy like that and so what's alarming about that to me now like having been someone who like really encountered demons and Jesus and like now I know the reality of the spirit world is being like grown and now seeing grown-ups do the same thing in church like I see other like I know I know stories you know of other people in church that are still you know living in the world and you know of course like none of us are perfect you know giving grace to everybody we're all 
on our own walk and in our own place with the Lord, but then to like, know even like, you know, 20, 30, 40 year olds who are still like out here doing these things, but then going to church on Sunday. And I think really what it is, is like, they haven't really encountered God level yet. So, so we're building up. So you hadn't really encountered him yet. You knew about him, but you didn't like know him, know him yet. So it makes sense. These things. Yeah. And I just think during those time, it was like my idea of God was warped, really. Like it was, I had all these like preconceived ideas of God. And I, you know, I just didn't know the love that he had and like what that looked like. I never, like, I didn't have God's love. I didn't experience God's love. So it's like I had nothing to compare it to. And so I didn't know what I was missing. I did not know what I was missing out on. And what I was missing out on was, you know, God's love. So I just kind of through high school, I was just going to parties. I was reckless. I would sneak out like almost every night. I'd meet up with guys like it was just the whole shebang just of rebellion. Um, And you know, everyone that I was hanging out with were doing the same thing. So we were kind of just encouraging each other in that way. And I had friends that we grew up in the church together and we went to the same church for like years and we were doing the same thing like that the world was doing. Like, and so, so many of my friends that I have grown up with, even in the church and their parents are Christians and they come from Christian families, they are still like struggling too and just walking in the way of the world and that's what we did I feel like it was like a collective thing too so yeah I was living that life and it just got it was just so it was just years of like mess like so I lived like that when I was like 15 to like 19 yeah I lived like that so it seems like it was a long time but I guess it was only like four years that I was really living like that, chasing a high, like going from like, but it just kept getting like worse and worse and worse and like deeper and deeper. And like, I feel like you get to this point where you're just looking for anything to like fill a void that like what you used to fill with like the world before, like you have to now get more of that mm. and like go deeper and deeper into it. And so what started off is like going to a party like once, like, um, or just, you know, smoking weed once or like trying it for the first time, like just resulted into this, this like spiral of um, like doing it again and then you do it every day. And it's like, it just has that way of just like, like surrounding you, like just yeah. bring, like bring you down like that. That's <laughs> so good. We, we talked about like a, before we started recording, like I asked you, you know, how you got into the new age and it's like, one thing leads to the next. It's a very slippery slope. Like the parties and the sleeping around then led to drugs and the drugs led to harder drugs and now psychedelics. And then the psychedelics open you to all these, really, I would consider them like demons. You know, you think it's and and stuff like this, but it's demons. And now they're teaching you stuff. And now you're getting into their teachings, which are tarot and um, more of those witchcraft sort of thought processes so what seemed like a harmless like like you know you're 15 going on to this journey you're doing what your friends are doing you know start sleeping around boys parties next thing you know you're full-blown like 
into the new age witchcraft tarot psychedelic world, like out of nowhere. So yeah, slippery slope. What was your time like while in deep with the new age? Okay. Well, it happened out of just like, I was searching. I was like, just living that life and just also just sleeping around to like does something to your mind. It just does something to your like soul that like, I just felt like I had so much baggage. Like I had so much baggage from just sleeping around and like just doing drugs too, like just living that life that I was searching for like relief. I was searching for healing. Like I knew that there was like something like I knew that something was wrong. Like, and I just couldn't like my life just kind of like, like hit like a a roadblock. Like I grew up having all of these dreams and aspirations for myself. But when I got just into like drugs and partying, it just like really, um, like all of my dreams went out the window, like everything that I had envisioned for myself from a young age, like I had no direction. It just like stripped me of like any motivation. You know, I dropped out of college. I crashed my car, like just things like that were like happening to me. And so, you know, I'm just at this point and um, I'm just so like, broken like so devastated by just the guys that I was dating or whatever just like all of that um just hooking up and it was just so like empty like I just felt used I just felt like um just so hurt and just dealing with guys that were like pretty much like got the Jezebel spirit on them so I was they call them narcissists but I think they're like guys with like or people that have like Jezebel spirits but um, (laughs) so I was dealing with that and I was like I was just like oh my gosh like what is my life like this is not how the younger version of myself like as a child would have wanted for her like Mm -hmm. if she if that little girl could see where I was at now like it was just and I knew that and I knew that and I knew like in that moment. And so I went to like the crystal shops and I just had a friend that was like just as broken as I was and we would you know, we were searching. So we would go and we wanted to know like more about it started with like astrology and like horoscopes. Mm. It started there because I would like had CoStar that app. Yep. And um I just check it every day and, it, and then I got another app and I would like read my horoscope for like the whole year and just like I just got like curious yeah. and um and so that's when it really like trickled in through like wanting to know like my moon sign and like all of that and then I, I just got like obsessed with it yeah. and I was like had to like read everyone else's chart like who mm-hmm. I was like I was like, what's your like astrology? Yes. Chart? And, like, I just, full on would like map it out. Like I was drawing them yeah. like, where all the planets were. I got so into that. Something we also talked about before we started recording is like, we consider this, you know, our time in the new age, but yeah. now being in Christ and mm-hmm. being set apart from the rest of the world, it's becoming so obvious and clear to me that this is this is very mainstream. Like this, what we see as the new age, it's not even like this divided, like cult group. No, this is like the ways of the world. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is doing this. It seems like, you know, the, 
the astrology and the crystals. And it's just been, it's so normal in the media in the music. It's just become so, so mainstream, like this big trend. And Mm -hmm. while I would like to think like when I first came to Christ, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like a new movement. But then I realized, no, this is modern day paganism. It's the same. It's the same stuff that's been going on for thousands of years, but the and makes it new and sparkly is by changing it a little bit to fit the culture. Mm. So it seems like a new like pop culture thing, but no, it's yeah. the paganism that's been going on forever. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It, it's, he just, he can't create anything. So he has to like, you know, yeah. Make things seem, you know, deceive people really. New wow. and shiny. Yeah. yeah. And it really was like, an aesthetic it was like an aesthetic like I started wearing like evil eyes and like Mm -hmm. crystals were just like um you know it looked so promising like it looked so like oh this is like like real like I think this is what I was searching for and I finally found it that's what it felt like to me me when I was like I was like wow I just found this whole new world like this is what I needed it was like it's like the false gospel, really. Yeah. And I think it's too because we're all seeking. Like, we all want God. We all want healing. I would like to say that. You know, I've, I believe we were all designed to to seek that. Um, but then when you're not ready to, like, walk the narrow path, it's easy to, to go into the more new age, the new age path. Hey, you guys, if you're in a relationship and trying to figure out if he's the one, or maybe you're recently single and taking a step back to figure out how to best go about finding the one, I have the ebook for you. Head over to the link in my bio or in the comment section from wherever you're listening to find my latest ebook, How to Know If He's the One. In this ebook, I share the worst of my relational mistakes and how Jesus finally showed me there was a better way. Gradually, he began to mend my heart, and I know he will do the same for you too. Okay, so we're talking about, you know, your time in the new age and how you you sort of ended up in that place because of all the pain and heaviness that you were feeling from sleeping around and living this party rebel life. Now it's like you realized you needed healing, but you weren't ready to do it like the Christian way. So you were doing it the world's way, which is this nor- more uh, mainstream, like new age spirituality way. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up like, what was the escalation of darkness in this to where you were able to see it for what it was? Okay. So there was just a lot of things that I was still like, so confused like when I, when it was happening and stuff like I didn't know what I know now obviously but um like I definitely knew that like something was wrong like just with my life like there was something missing mm. and so I just knew that like when I would like smoke weed or when I would even do like LSD like I would feel that there's like a spirit world like I would feel like it would like open this door up into like other beings. And um, like, I would often like hear voices too, when I was like, um, like smoking weed. And I felt like it was like my spirit guides or my angels that were like, 
downloading things into me, but it was really just demons. Um, what kind of things were they telling you? Just like things that like, um, like just about like the world and like an illusion. Like I remember I was like, so like faded, like I was smoking, but I would hear like an angel voice and then like a, like a dark voice. Like it's like, I truly had like an angel, like it was probably God's voice, like f- shouting or like fighting with like a demon. And, and what's interesting like, is when they're talking to you, you think it's such like profound philosophical thought yeah. about the world and the way things work. <laughs> it's so true. Like, oh my gosh, just the way that like, I, for some reason had like angel numbers, like everybody has like a number. And like, when I see that number, I think of that person, like, it just like was like that, or like, I see like the same number and over and over again. And it'd be like, Oh, wow, I'm like on the right path. Like, I'm like, Oh, this person's thinking about me because I saw that number. Like, it was like a weird way of like, how I like would try and control things. Um, I feel like. Yeah. And so yeah, like when you said that they they're like downloading like philosophical things. Yeah. I thought that I was like finding the meaning of life. Like I thought I was like um just making like so much breakthrough in my life, but I like it was all fleeting. Like I, it's it was all just like an illusion. Yeah. Um and that's how I felt like on like LSD. I felt like I was like expanding my mind and like hearing from the universe. Like I felt like I was really like making like revolutionary discoveries. Like I really thought I was like. And then when you come to truth in Christ, you look back and you're like, what a hodgepodge of like nonsense. Like I remember sitting there one time and writing like pages of notes. I was watching, Mm -hmm. I was into Gaia TV and I remember watching something about like the Pleiadians and like their contact with humans. And I'm writing like notes about, and it's about like a historical timeline and it includes like earth. And I look back, I'm like, none of that stuff was true. That was all yeah. just straight up false teaching because now as like a believer in the Bible, God, yeah. he tells us the truth and how we came to be and how he made us and what's going on. And but then I was writing these notes of like million and millions of years timelines and the connect the ancient connection Canadians yeah. and and you think you're downloading all this ancient wisdom, but it's just hodgepodge from demons. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a like wow. Yeah. Yeah. So also, I also used to seek my life meaning from them. I would ask, "What is my purpose in life?" And that's when things really. Yeah for me because they started giving me answers mm. and when I started living those things out my life became even more destructive mm. and chaotic and painful and traumatic so did you get to that place with them of like seeking your meaning yeah I think I would I was I was getting to this point where like I had tarot cards like I was like getting into like this like spiritual awakening like all this stuff and I would like do the cards and I do them with people like I would have moon rituals with other girls that are like don't even that weren't even in the new age I was just like you guys need to try this like you're that you're acting like that because your moon is in Aquarius like Mm -hmm. it was so like crazy so I would have like these moon rituals with all these girls and like they were curious and stuff but I was like their teacher like I was like teaching them and like teaching them how to incense properly and like all this stuff and I remember just doing the tarot cards 
we're all like in a circle and um I keep on getting like the devil card Mm -hmm. and I just keep on getting the devil card like over and over again like three times I think I get it and I just feel like this like scary like demonic presence like in like on me and that's when I was like I just got fear like I filled up with fear and I was like something's not right like I I don't know about these cards that's when it was like a small little voice was like probably God being like these cards I don't know what what is this that I'm feeling and then but my friend be like no the devil card that means you're like on your way to like breakthrough or there's some like meaning of that so I'm like I don't know I don't know about that so I never liked that card because it always like scared me um so yeah when I would like be on like LSD and like stuff I feel feel like I would like one time I had this like hallucination of like I think I was like not even in my body like I was like out in the spirit world and I saw myself like on this like throne and it was like I was like the queen and people people were like waiting for me to finish breathing oh my gosh and it was basically like I feel like now like it was like this like weird twisted like demonic thing of like trying to be god trying like a narcissist like that's what a narcissist thinks that everything is like like you're on a throne and just everything is all of creation is like of hearing to your voice and I feel like that's what that um vision did to me it just boosted my ego I was like wow yes I'm so important you know what I mean like I had those on psychedelics where I was the queen of my tribe and I was giving them all these messages and I I used to lead the moon circles too. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about in the queen feeling too. It went so far as Mm -hmm. like I was engaged to a different guy at that time. I didn't end up marrying this guy, but he was like wanting to open our relationship and when you're in the new age and the worldly kind of stuff that's not that far-fetched yeah it's not you know and so that's the way the pagans did it so I remember he wanted to open our relationship and we're all tripping and Mm. I had a girlfriend there that he was attracted to and he like kept flirting with her and talking to her and I was like a like I thought I was a queen handing over my crown so that she could be like, so that she could level up to her goddess potential mm. or whatever. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, I loved her and she was my friend. And so, in my new age belief system, I was like, I need to let her be seen as a goddess because she's healing and she's all these things. And, and like, she needs this opportunity to be seen by the masculine and in a healthy way, just all these lies. Like, yeah, I didn't realize like spirits were literally abusing me. Like I was literally being abused emotionally by these demonic spirits and going through this thinking that I was like going through some spiritual journey of Mm. of leveling up. And yeah, Mm. so that's crazy. The queen analogy, like I know what you mean in that sort of ego and pride, the same one that that Lucifer had fell from heaven. Mm. yeah that like whole everything like divine feminine it's like replacing god really in ourselves like that's what the i feel like that's what his like marketing strategy is yeah you know because we're we already feel so broken so if we can make ourselves and like reassure us in like a non-godly way and 
that's what he did. Um, like how to get to this point that, yeah, like how to get to this point without Jesus. And it's completely negating the verse. The only way it's actually the verse of the day. I think it was John 14, six, yeah, the yeah. only way to the father is, is through Jesus. And, yeah. and, Satan like literally mocks it. Yeah. I feel like that's the first verse that like I had a problem with in my falling away from Christianity where I was like, actually, no, I was like, you can get to God in all these other kinds yeah. of, and mm-hmm. that's when I realized I was, well, I didn't realize at the time, but you're actually opening yourself up to lots of demons. So you were having all these encounters. So yeah, you start to realize it's getting a little bit dark. Yeah, it, it got, you know, sometimes like you just sense it. You're like, oh, this is like a little weird. I'm a little uncomfortable. It's just getting dark. Yeah. And so like I was just, you know, continually living my life like that. And um, I just had like this, like I couldn't sleep. It was the paranoia of like somebody's watching me mm-hmm. while I'm sleeping type of thing. And I had no protection, you know, from God because I wasn't a Christian. So I was just like dealing with that. And I like remember just trying to sleep, just trying to sleep. And um, I remember just feeling like I had the tarot cards like in my drawer, like next to my bed. And I just remember like feeling and seeing like this like dark portal, like, like where the cards were, like it was like red and like black. And I just like, felt it it was just something I only could have felt and known and so I had I like got the cards and I like threw them out like in the dumpster like outside my house and because I was like I can't sleep and then once I did that like I felt like peace like I felt relieved like that was what I needed to do like it was like the right thing and so just little things like that like I remember I was like like there are little things that like leading up to like me being saved that like God was like showing you. Yeah, showing me. I remember I was like writing like a bunch of like affirmations about like the universe and stuff and I'd be like, I trust the universe for its healing power and stuff like that. Just all that like affirmations. And I remember just like erasing the universe on my like um paper and writing God because I was like what the universe isn't it god it's like he probably spoke that to me but i was like it was like a connection like that i was like wait yeah i think it's god it's not the universe because i i grew up in the church so i knew that there was god you know um and so it was just like little ways like that that the lord like slowly was like softening my heart towards him um and so so when did you like know that jesus was was god I knew because while I was working at this juice bar and the lady I was working with, she's so sweet. Um, and she was a Christian. She was a Christian. Um, you know, I dropped out of college. I was working full time. Like I, you know, was so like, I was like, I need to take a break from school. Like I literally have no idea what I'm doing with my life, like type of thing. And so I was working at this juice bar and, um, you know, I had like no, no direction. And she was a Christian. So she just was like asking me, she was like, you know, have you ever been to church? And I was like, yes, I've been to church. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, if she's like, is this another crazy, like religious person? Like I literally was thinking that. Um, And 
no, she was like so sweet about what she like was saying. And she was just like, um, you know, how, do you know Jesus? Like she was just bringing up like Jesus and like God. And I was like, yeah, I, I know a little bit about that. Like my parents are Christian. Like I was trying to like change the subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it got to this point where like she just kept talking about it. And I just was like, well, I'm like, I just knew that I was like a sinner. Like I just knew that like I had so much like baggage and I was like, well, like God can never forgive me or like God, like I'm so ashamed of like what, what I've done in my past. Like, I think I said to her, I was like, well, you don't know what I've done in my past. And she was like, no, it's okay. Like I I was a sinner too. And he forgave me. Like she was telling me a little bit about her life and how far she came. And it was really her testimony of like, wow, like, okay, like, wait, God forgave you? Like, what is that? (laughs) And so in that moment, I, that's when I like felt God, like his voice, like it was definitely like a Holy Spirit, like moment. And he spoke to me and he told me he was, it was just like love. He was like, I love you. And like, you're forgiven. And it was like, wow, like years of like pain and like trauma and like just brokenness were like gone. Like it was like a weight was like lifted off of me. And um, I just started crying and I was like, like at work in like the middle of a shift. And so like God can work in any way. And so I felt like the Holy Spirit, like in like, in me like it was like a divine intervention like exchanging like my old heart for like a new heart like he like breathed his life into me and it was like this weight went off me and like my nose started bleeding and I felt like maybe that was like Jesus's blood like yeah. I don't know way of like the blood like his blood was shed in that moment for me mm. so it yeah. meant something to you then. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is going on? My nose is bleeding. Like, but I just knew that like something changed like in my spirit. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just felt his love and it just was like, it was definitely the Lord. It was not like a thought. It wasn't myself. Like it was something yeah. external from the room, you know? That's so beautiful. And especially because like you said, leading up to that happening, you were like, yeah, I know about him, like not interested, like, don't give me your sales pitch. I already know about this. Like those weren't your thoughts. Yeah, weren't your thoughts. That's not what where you were at. That's not. I feel like that's one of the greatest ways to like, understand when you hear from God. I think it was one of my last podcast guests. Uh, her name was Devin. She said something about like how she struggles with like panic and like um mm-hmm. like very anxious thoughts and self deprecating thoughts and stuff like this and then god when he told her that he loved her yeah he was like i knew that didn't come from me because i didn't feel that about myself yeah mm-hmm. um and then the second part about how much i love what you just said is just how simple how simple it can be to come into a relationship with Jesus. Like you're at work, working mm-hmm. at a juice bar, and you accepted Jesus right then and there. Like it doesn't have to be this whole yeah. scary, I don't know, like building up the anticipation sort of thing. Like, 
And even if anybody's listening today and like you're wondering how you can experience this, how you can know about Jesus and know him, all you have to do is just ask and be open to it. And and the Holy Spirit can come into your heart and um, yeah, and you can have a new heart like right, right like that, like snap of the fingers. And then the Holy Spirit's job is to point to Jesus. Um, So what was that process like for you? Because this is going to uproot your whole belief system, everything you're doing, believe in. So like what happened after that? Everything, like just my whole world changed. Like I just, the veil came off, like the scales came off. Like I saw everything through God's eyes. I really did. I had this desire to like listen to worship music. You know, it was just like those desires, like I have, like I had a desire to like open the Bible and I hadn't touched the Bible since I was like in Christian school. Like, and so that was definitely the Holy Spirit, like working and like pointing me. And, you know, I started reading the word. I started, you know, getting, going to church. I started going to church again and um, just slowly, but surely he started just pointing to Jesus, pointing like, okay, this is the way you know, the truth, the life. And, um, and just immediately I just deleted like the astrology stuff. It just, it convicted me. I was like, wait, it's almost like the Lord was saying like, to me, um, like those things like are trying to take the place of me really. Like those things are, that's like a, it's a false idol. It was like a trying to take the place of God. I was like, why do I need these astrology things when I have the Lord, when I have the creator, like fellowshipping with me I don't need those things anymore so I just deleted them I was like I don't need this you know I have the Lord (laughs) gonna take a quick second here to tell you about raised and redeemed merch I somehow end up in my bright pink raised and redeemed crew neck nearly every day because it's so comfy and I love to tell the world that I have been raised and redeemed in Jesus's name and wearing something that says that is a great conversation starter. Not only do we have crewnecks, but we also have t-shirts, hoodies, cropped hoodies, mugs, stickers, socks, and more. You can either follow the link titled Raised and Redeemed Merch in the comment section of wherever you're listening, click the link in any of my social media bios, or go to Raised and Redeemed, and that's spelled out, RaisedAndRedeemed.CreatorSlashSpring.com to order yours and support the show today. Yeah. And I just think like over that like time, that week, like I just like got in his presence, like and worshiped. And that's when he really like, he really healed me. Like just a lot of like internal just issues and stuff. Um, like he really it healed me like in his presence, like it had to come to light. Like I brought everything before him and he was able to heal it because there was years and years of just living in the world and it'll leave you so broken. And um, just things like didn't have that pain that like sting to them anymore. Like when I like would go through like a breakup or like just a guy hurt me really bad. Like it no longer hurt me as much as it did. Like it was like, it was like removed like from me like that. Wow, that's that's good. Something else that you said, um, how do I say this? It's something I'm learning right now about, I've been reading it in my Bible time about how 
and I'm reading it right now in numbers. I'm reading, I'm doing the Bible project. So I'm going from start to finish. There's a podcast called the Bible project or the Bible recap or the Bible project. And they break it down for you. Like, you know, little chapter by chapter. Um, And there's just so many times that the Israelites sinned and while God forgave them, they still had to deal with the consequences of their sin. Yep. So I personally know like what you're talking about. It's like I came into relationship with Jesus. He forgave me. Mm-hmm. He gave me a new life, a new heart. But there's still some consequences from my past sin that I'm still healing from yeah. and working out, you know, with God in my own heart. Um, and yeah. that's part of why I do what I do here, like with the podcast is so fellow mm-hmm. sisters can hear these things and not have to you know, give themselves all this trauma that they're going to have to be healing from for, for years and years later. So, yeah. yeah. And like, no more like suffering, like in silence, you know, I just feel like there's so many people out there that maybe they are Christians, but they still have like a thing they struggle with or a sin and they have to like suffer with it by themselves. And it's like, no, like, I feel like we all go through things Mm -hmm. And, you know, just because we have, like, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, like you said, there's still years and years of old ways of thinking, old patterns of, like, you know, old sins that sometimes, like, need to really be, like, just, like, God has to really, like, he's trying to teach you something through those things, you know, like, he's like, okay, like, he won't ultimately sometimes deliver us from something because he's like trying to like walk us through this process. And so we're always continually being sanctified, but you know, sometimes he removes something. Sometimes he's like, okay, I want you to like learn something from this. That's that's our thorn that keeps us, keeps us crying out to him. So then did you start going back to, to church? Like what was your, how were you just continually, continuously like mm. convinced of Jesus's lordship? Um, was there, was there any kind of? So I know he gave you visions about the tarot cards, where that was very evident and clear to you. Was this kind of your coming to back to faith? Was it just like a gradual progression of like you start living according to the Bible and? like just seeing the fruits of that or was there any kind of other burning bush moments that happened along the way? I think that like, I just kept like, he just kept reminding me that like I was chosen because I feel like I still had so many things. Like I was like, kind of like, I was such a baby Christian. Like I was so like new to like the faith that I was still like, you know, he was teaching me like, okay, don't do that. Don't do that. So I had to like go back to some like like old ways of like doing things and the Lord be like, okay, don't do that. So it really was a process of like, um, like having faith, but also like, I still was like coming straight from darkness to light. Like there was such a process between that. Um, and I actually like tried, like there was some times where I really was like, ignoring the bible and stuff like i kind of i didn't backslide like into it but i was kind of just going back to like old old idols or old things or like i had a hard time like really giving up some friends that i had to like 
that weren't walking with the Lord and that were, I was so new to my faith. Like I had to stop being friends with them because I was just, they remembered who I was, the old me. And they kept trying to like, that's who they knew. And that's who they wanted to hang out with. But this new me that like God was like calling um, forward was like, it was a wrestling between the old me and the new me. And it was so hard to like, I had to let go of friends, but you know, I still like, once I got saved, like I still kind of like tried and tried to like be friends with them. And just, it got to this point where like, I just felt like empty again. It was like almost like the reverse of like the healing that was being done. Like it was kind of like coming off me. Like I was like, Oh wait, like I feel like I just wasn't, the world is trying to get you again. Yeah, it was yeah. it was true and that was a really pivotal moment like when I was like in my faith. Like I was tried to go back to like the old way, you know, um of my life just cuz it was all everything I knew for the past like 4 years of my life, you know, all my friends were the same. And so I tried to go back, but um it just, I knew in my spirit, like I, I feel like I had the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I knew, I knew, like, I knew. Now <laughs> you knew. It, I did know. I knew that what I was doing was not good. Yeah. Um, I just had to like ultimately surrender. And I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm done hanging out with them. Like he showed me though, through that process of like, okay, they're not, they don't have your best interest anyways. They just want you to like, you know, go party with them anyway. They don't really care about you. I went through that same thing. I went through that same thing. It's crazy that you say that because I was on fire for the Lord. Like I, you know, I was baptized. Like I loved God. I was so passionate about it. And then I had some old friends from college move to my city. And next thing I know, I'm taking tequila shots again. And it started leading into other things. And I did have like a mini little little backslide. But Mm -hmm. the difference was, is that I now then knew what I was doing was wrong. And it was a very short-lived backslide. Praise God. You know, praise God. It was (laughs) short-lived. Same, same. Like it was, yeah, I was like going back to partying a little bit and like, it was just, um, I think it just reached that point where I was like, okay, I need, I know like God has this, like, he really had like his hand on my life where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't live. And it was almost like the Lord was speaking to me. And I was like, don't go back to your vomit. Like I delivered you from that, but like, you don't, don't go back there. Um, So good. And so that's when, uh, when I surrendered to him that second time, like after backsliding, that's when like, he just like, was like revealing so much more about himself to me. Like he really just like, I spent time with him like every day for like about a month. Like all I did was go to work and come home and just fellowship with him. Like it was like a time of isolation and healing that had to happen because I wouldn't be where I am now because of the time that I spent. Like I had to be in his like presence. You know, I, I had I had no friends. I had no Christian friends. I had no like, you know, I was like confused in my faith a little bit at that point. So I had to spend time with him and um, that's when he really like just had such a clear perspective. I was like, wow, like 
God, you have such a purpose for my life. Like, you know, I was like, wow. Like, yeah. he just kept reminding me. He was like, you are chosen. Like, you're you're a masterpiece. Like, you are, you know, he just kept wooing me, like, and saying that I'm, like, precious. Because it really was, like, I really didn't believe in myself. You know, that's why I was out here not taking care of myself, doing all this other stuff. Because I just didn't have any value to myself. Yeah, and now in that time, his word and his truth and who he says you are and what he has promised over your life, you needed that time in isolation to just learn those things after having been programmed, going back to the beginning, being programmed by so much of what the world says that you are and should be. And finally, you get to hear the lover, the creator of your soul's perspective. and. Yeah, that's awesome. And so you spent time doing that and then came out of that. Now you started your own podcast with a girlfriend. What is your podcast called? It's called The Overflow. The Overflow. Yeah. Um, We picked that name because we just feel like when you're in abiding in the Lord and, you know, um, spending time with Jesus and having that relationship, like, he just fills your cup so much that you have to you have to share it with others. Yeah. You, have, you can't keep it to yourself, you know? So it's like good. Yeah. So yeah, so if anybody's listening and does want to, you know, stay updated with Sierra, definitely check out the overflow. Follow her on Instagram. Um, was there anything else from your testimony that you wanted to share with us today? Hmm. I guess just if anyone else is like, uh, you know, been through like the ways of the world and just like you feel like it's just not satisfying and it's fleeting. I just my prayer for you today is just that you will just just walk and just um, walk towards the Lord because he has his arms like waiting for you, just ready for you. Um and so that's my prayer for whoever's listening that like whatever I said, it was just meant to like um, just tell a different shade of like our creator um, and just his like mercy that he really like does, you know, have on all this like, you know, he's the one that puts our value in us um, and he's he calls us beautiful. And um, so that's just my prayer for the viewer that um, they would just lead us through the prayer. Yeah. Dear Lord, thank you just so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your mercy. Um, Lord, I just pray that this um, podcast episode would just get into the right um, ears and eyes of the viewer and that um, your Holy Spirit would just talk to them and be with them, Lord, and just bless them. So I just lift up whoever's listening, um, and I just pray that they would just feel your presence, Lord and um be comforted by you anyway. amen thank you so much this was really yeah. good thank you so much for having me of course so yeah so that's all we've got today this will go live in a few weeks from now awesome. um, yep. I, have a, I feel like i learned a lot too <laughs> i i loved this conversation i feel like i talked more than normal but i love that like i feel like we just jived in conversation we did no it was it's been such a great great sacred time oh well thank you for for being on i'm looking forward to keeping up with you and we'll be in touch soon okay thank you so much michaela
Yeah, take care. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, I'd love to have you leave a review, share it with a friend, and even connect with me on other platforms. It's at Michaela Nikolenko on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have an at Raised and Redeemed Instagram account too. I look forward to connecting with you there. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.